The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation. Mike Campion here with Jared, our favorite homeless team member. Uh, where in the world are you coming from today, Jared? So today I'm in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Okay. And are I'm you coming home for, I shouldn't say home, because I don't know where your home is. Are you coming to the States to see family for Christmas? I get on an airplane on Wednesday to go back to the States. Okay. With the, the wife and the four kids. Correct. Yeah. It's not the fact that you travel that is so impressive. By the way, for those of you guys who knew the show, Jared's uh, our traffic guru. If you've seen a Facebook ad for us, good chance it was Jared. So if you like it, let him know. If you don't like it, you know, I don't know, curse, scream. I don't know what you do. You call him in Puerto Vallarta and tell me sucks. But um, guys got married, four kids. And I don't know, feels like you've been with us two, three years mm -hmm. and been with us. Or you've been in four countries, five countries. That's I mean, a really like, good question. Cause yeah, I it's been many. Remember is and in indicative with four kids. So again, me and my wife, we get on a plane, we're out. That's, I don't want to say not impressive, but like, sure, no big deal with four. We have one kid and I would be terrified. The fact he does it with four is uh, kind of makes you my hero. So if, uh, even if you're like Jared's full of crap when it comes to Facebook ads, which he's not, come on, you got to listen to a guy that can take four kids to five countries in two years or whatever, whatever his stats are. Cool. <laughs> All right. So just in case you're, um, here not to hear about the life and times of Jared and want to hear talk cleaning. Let's do it. So I was just giving Jared on what should we talk about? And one of the things that I know, I kind of like to do two things. One, our customers winning and sharing that with you guys so you can win or two, the things I see you guys struggling with so we can help you not struggle um, and not have to go through that. One of the biggest struggle I get, and I like this conversation with Jared because it looks different from how I experience it than from he experiences it. But the thinking is the same. So you'll get to kind of have the sec the same look at one skill set that is going to help you grow. I don't say faster than others, but man, will it make a difference? So a lot of, and I, and I do this, it's tough because I'm guilty of this. So it's hard for me to do a podcast on it, but it's true. Um, one of the reasons a coach can be so valuable is an outside perspective. Um, we'll get a bad review and think, oh my gosh, you know, the world's going to end or a customer will quit or an employee will quit or no call, no show, or just whatever goofy stuff's going on. And as owners, we tend to respond emotionally um, to that, right? And oftentimes that it's it's out leveraged. The response is not commensurate with the, the thing that happened, right? We get a bad review. We're like, oh my gosh, everyone hates us. Or we lose two clients in a week or in a month and we're like, oh my God, everything sucks. And the antidote to that is data, right? So I'm not saying we can't have emotions and we can't have stories and we can't have drama and we can't have context. That's all really important. I think the problem is we start with the drama and then we don't do the data. And what that would look like from Jared and I'll let him speak his own piece or what I've seen when I help people when they're on their funnels, which is generally where Jared, Jared interacts is they'll say things like, I've spent a ton of money on Facebook and it doesn't work. That is complete drama. Notice there's no data. I don't know how much a ton of money is. I don't know what not working means. It's completely a story. There's not a not an ounce of data in that daggum thing. And if we broke that down into, I spent $318 on Facebook. I sent them to my website, which had no call to action other than the sign up for our free newsletter, which no one's ever signed up for. And 
nobody called and bought saying, I saw your Facebook ad, went to your website and I wasn't going to buy from you, but now I am. And I translate that into meaning nothing, right? I got, quote unquote, it didn't work. So I'll let you go first on the kind of the funnels, getting traffic, getting new clients, converting them, what that looks like for you and how they can do a better job. And I'll kind of fill in the blanks of what that looks like outside of your, your world. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think just like with, with anything, proof of concept is usually where you start anytime you're going to be marketing something. And so do people actually want what I am selling? Now, there is a lot of data that it will show that people are looking for cleaning. So that if we can make a lot of assumptions that what you have is going to work, but if you are at zero, you do want to make sure that you have the ability to do what you can do. But for those who are cleaning and are in, if someone has handed you money and in return, you've given them service and they have best yet hired you again, you have something that we can market like bottom line. And so when we have the narrative or, or the drama that's associated with, well, online marketing doesn't work for me, or this doesn't work for me. Uh, that's not necessarily true. Marketing or advertising is going to work for you. It's just a matter of finding the right and talking to the right people at that time. And so that's usually the first hurdle that we have to work through. The other side is where should I invest my money? And unfortunately, there is a lot of, um, I don't want to say scams because scam isn't the right word, but a lot of people who will offer to post stuff on your Facebook page or will give you SEO or something like this. Usually if it's really vague, like we're going to, you know, post things on your Facebook page so that you'll get more reach. Anytime someone uses the word reach, yep. usually <laughs> yeah, aren't, uh, aren't someone you want to give your money to. Um, and that's, I have, and recently as I've just kind of been working with people in our program, that's something I'll usually will come up. It's like, well, I paid someone, you know, a year ago and they had my Facebook page and they posted, you know, this, 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 they would report to me. I got 400 people to see this post or whatever, but that's not data, right? That's just a story that you're being told that your brand is getting out there and it's growing, but 400 people seeing your stuff is just, it's worth nothing to me. I go, fantastic. This is, I can't do anything with this. And so what we need when it comes to collecting proper data is that we need to have a journey of where someone starts and where someone ends. And we need to see it. Hopefully they end at giving you money. If they don't, then we need to be very clear at what point they're not, they're falling off of that journey. And that is when a marketer can truly make the right decisions to get someone back on the path and finish that through. One of my favorite, I wish I could attribute it because it's such a good quote is um, if you torture statistics enough, you can make them say anything. So it's really important when we look at quote, because again, technically I posted a post, you got 380 people to look at it. That's data. Now it's not good data. It's not useful to help you at all if your goal is to get clients, but it is data. So I guess we should be more specific. Now the drama or the story is I got 10,000 people to see my thing. Like that's the story. The data is maybe 10,000 people said, but I think we see that. So I'm known, like drives me nuts. And I'm like, what's your goal? I want everyone to know me. I'm like who cares who knows you? <laughs> let's make some money. All right. So let me respond to a couple, both of the things that you said and we'll go forward. First thing you said is let's get some data around like, do people want what we, what we have? And I'll even go one better than Jared. So A, I would agree. Yeah, you have to be able to do your work, right? If you're bad at your job, then only a scam marketer would try and help you. And even he can only help you short term till word gets out. You know, it's just like, why do that? I don't know how much more it costs to do a good job than a bad job, but do that. Um, 
Yeah, if, if you're bad at your job, spend more money being good at your job at cleaning. You know, if you're bad at cleaning and your team's bad at cleaning, invest the money in getting good at that first, and then we can market. Because if you, all you're going to do is pay pay a marketer to get the word out faster that you suck at your job, which <laughs> not, which right. which could could blow up in your face. So let's not do that. Um, okay, so let's assume like Jared did that you're good at your job, and the good thing is most of our clients are. I don't think we have we don't accept clients that are shady and they're like I'm just trying to scam people. Right. Um, so let's assume you're good at your job. I would even say you don't even need your own data. Like when people go, oh, you don't understand, Mike. Pe- people are cheap in my area. They, they don't they don't want to pay. Okay. Well, do you have any competitors? Oh, yeah, I got a huge one. You know, how when you say huge, two million dollars. Okay. So a couple of people are willing to pay. <laughs> like, you know, we so the data, the story is no one wants to pay. And we brilled that story around bad data of I went to three people and I gave a bid and they said I was too expensive and told me to piss off. Um, well, if this guy's doing two million in revenue. The chances he's doing that, not making any money, just doing it for fun, are low. Mm-hmm. Um, that means there's at least two million dollars of people that want that service at a price that we can assume is probably somewhat profitable. So when we look at the real data of, and he's just one, or she's just one, or they're just one. There's probably several. So it's real hard to say no one wants cleaning when there's twenty six. You know, same thing when people are like, no one wants to work. I'm like, been to a McDonald's lately? Yeah. How many people were there working? Twenty six. Okay, so let's just be clear. They're cleaning grease traps for minimum wage or 15 bucks or whatever. Right. Um, well, they pay more than me. You, if you can't compete with McDonald's on wages, you're not charging enough. Let's just be clear. If they can sell a Big Mac for four bucks you, you and pay someone 17 bucks an hour, you can sort it out on a cleaning company. Right. So first part with the data, we don't even have to look at what we can do. We just look at common. There is some data out there of if there are people working menial physical labor jobs for the lower wages, then it can be done. Okay. Second thing you said, which I really liked was we got to draw a line from start to finish. So how do we make that transition? And Facebook's pretty bad at this too, by the way. Um, They will give you all the data. They do the opposite. They give you so much data. You can't, you can't get signal from noise, right? It's just so much like reach and impressions and, and, and uh, interaction rate. And they just give you all this data that sounds good. And when Jared or I ask you, it's pretty common. Well, great. How many clients did you get? We, I don't know, but I got my reach was 429,814 people. And I spent 190. So give me a bunch of data. But when it's like, great, how many clients? They, they get a little clammy. So talk to me how to, whether it's Facebook or an agency or a social media guru, I'm doing huge quotes because, you know, that's, and again, I'm not saying they don't post, but they're not, it's funny too, you know, like, how did you get them? Oh, he emailed me or cold called me. He's not on social media, huh? You think, like, you know, when Jared's like, I'm pretty good at this Facebook stuff. How do we get half or more of our clients? Facebook, you, you guys have all started saw the Facebook ads. So just a quickie red flag when your social media guys cold call and like, might want to look into that. Right. <laughs> anyway, how do we make the switch from either drama completely, no one wants to work in my area or bad data. I got 420,000 impressions and, you know, haven't made a nickel to data-driven marketing. Yep. So most of our platforms that we, anything you're giving money to should in return, give you data. Meaning like if you have a software that houses your website, you should be able to receive data from that or have a Google tag on that. That's going to be providing data to you. So I don't want you ever, to be running any of your potential clients anywhere online that you're not able to see that journey. So this is another common one that I get is that people will, um, they don't know where their clients come from. So they'll say like, oh, I got a new client this week. You go, oh, great, from where? And they go, I'm not sure. It's always the website, always the website. Mm-hmm. Oh, they yeah, came from so, the website. 
Yeah, they fill out a form online. That's what they did. They fill out a form. Or no, they don't even, they'll call and go, where'd they come from? The website. And I'm not saying the customers don't say they come from the website, but they uh, don't know where they came from. So right. don't go, I know where my clients come from. They come from my website. Like, is that tracked or is that self-reported? Because those right. are wildly different. Anyway, go ahead. Hey, amazing people. You may have noticed we don't sell a dadgum thing on this podcast. We don't allow ads. The only ask I can ever have of you guys is if you dig the show, for you to spread the word and share so we can change as many lives as possible. Literally, it'll take you five seconds to give us a great review and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you as a listener and value the gift of your kind words. Now, back to the show. So anytime you are paying for a software or giving your money to someone for marketing, in return, you should be getting data. So you don't want to just think results. I'm going to give someone money and they're going to give me results. You want to be thinking, I'm giving someone money or I'm giving this software money or I'm giving this platform money. And in return, I'm going to get two things, results and my data. Those are the two things that I want. More importantly, data, because a result will only last short term. If And if that something goes wrong with that platform, you, it increases its prices on you and you need to pivot. You don't know what's working. And so you're just stuck with this. I just tried to quick fix. I just threw something in the dark and it hit a dartboard. Hooray. But now you've changed rooms or that dartboard's moved and you no longer have that option. You're just dead in the water. But if you know the journey, the data that's there, you can get really good at throwing darts. And then it doesn't matter if that dart moves up board moves over, if it's someone puts a blindfold on you, you could still throw that dart and do pretty well with that. So number one is you want to make sure that your software is giving you that data so that you can become quote unquote, a good dart thrower. Number two is what type of data should we care about? So you should be able to reverse engineer. So hold on, let me jump in because you're saying such important stuff. And I think it's common sense to you, but there's a couple of things I want to point out. Sure. Notice what Jared did not say, branding. We get a lot of like, oh, my, I saw impressions. People saw me. They know me. Like, And again, if you know every 100 followers I get turns into this many leads and bids, God bless, we will pay for followers. But if we don't have that, most of you don't, that doesn't count. So you get into two non-helpful ends. One is only leads, bid sales, which I like. If I had to pick one, I'll pick that one. But we leave out the data and the data is wildly important. Two, oh, brandy, 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 everyone knows me. Like, and that's fine if you're Coca-Cola and you've got a hundred million dollar or you know, hundreds of millions of dollars to spend on, you know, to sell your sugar water. God bless. But when your budget might only be a couple hundred bucks or a couple thousand bucks a month, you got to get that return. And that data is so key. And I'm so glad you're like, what does it mean? Because here's the problem. The reason people don't value data is they don't know what it means or what to do with it. So that goes perfectly into what Jared's gonna. And by the way, let me give two so one don't fall for branding two yes data is important three before you talk into what data is important let me answer the, the one thing they're all thinking i think they think jared i know they think because we've I, we coach them every day i can't it's too hard to track it that's i'm not a tech guy like they kind of opt out of the like getting the tracking because it feels too hard is that how easy is it to get that data and then how do we read the data yeah so if, if I may go back one second here, I just want to pitch this question because I think this will kind of cement it all in. If I was to promise you 10,000 followers, like for anyone who's listening to this podcast today, 10,000 followers to whatever platform you want, what are you going to post or how, how are you going to turn those 10,000 $10, into sales? Like, how would you do it? And that's what data teaches you. 
it teaches you like what offers and what messaging works really well so that you should be able to say, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to do with this new increased followers that I have. Um, so anyway, I think that just kind of cements that home. And like, if you're like, oh yeah, I don't really know how to do that. This is why this episode is so important to you. Okay. Yeah. Now I want real quick, because now I realize I said something that I want to, I want to clarify. Um, uh-huh. when I said, yeah, if I know how to turn followers into customers, I will pay for followers. What I meant was I will invest money in my social media platforms to grow organic followers. I did not mean pay somebody in Nigeria to get you a thousand followers. They're all boss and their garbage will get shut down. So please, I don't want to hear Mike said pay for followers. Mike did not say that. Mike said, if you know, just like Jared said, how to translate followers into clients. Yes, it is. Here's the thing. I'll just be honest, Clean Nation. It's ego, right? We're in a non-sexy business with cleaning. And we feel stupid when we have 72 followers on our Instagram and four posts. And we're like, if I had a billion followers, then I'd be fine. And if you want to build your ego, build your, God bless, it's America, do whatever you want. Let's just be clear. Don't tell yourself, I'm doing this for my business and for money and whatever. If you don't have that line from followers to client, it's just ego. And if you're like, I don't care, if it makes me feel good. I want to think God bless, get all the, all the followers you want. It's totally fine. But just don't tell yourself you're doing it for money when you're doing it for ego. Just know, just be clear. All right, back to you, buddy. No, yeah, I think that falls right in the line, the, the line of that would be a story, not necessarily something that's not data. You know, you're just yeah, telling story yourself. Story is I've got I've got fifty thousand followers and I'm a big deal. Exactly. I'm living in my trailer and I don't pay my rent, but you know, it's like, okay, let's let's get some data when we talk about big deal. Anyway, go ahead. Right, right. right. Okay. So as far as data is concerned. So what you, where you're going to be pulling this data or what you want to be looking at is from the you want to run through the exercise yourself is like when is the first person that someone's going to come in contact with me and where, what platform is that on? So if that's Facebook, if that's Instagram, if that's LinkedIn, if it's TikTok, if it's YouTube, if it's Google, all of those platforms are going to show you that data that you're going to get. Even if it's an organic reach that you can pull from the pages and whatnot, that's all there for you. And then they usually enter into a website at that time or a landing page or some sort of CRM or, you know, even people use MailChimp and build the landing pages in MailChimp. There's data in there. And then of course, it's when they become a client to you. So they've gone through, they've, they've become a client. You should then have and be collecting data on that end as well. And so the first thing you want to do is dice or is figure out where it is that something is going wrong. So am I not being seen by anyone? Well, that's at the top, right? Is it, man, I'm getting seen, but I'm not getting any hits. I'm not getting any phone calls. Great. Then we're going to focus in the middle there, kind of in that landing page website. And then if it's, Hey, I'm talking to people on the phone, but I'm not getting any clients. Great. We're going to focus our energy here. And you'll find that when you can focus your energy on leaky spots, that's when your business can truly grow. But when you feel like you just have your hand on so many different things, or you're just trying to knock on so many and hammer this and hammer that, that's when you get that spinning feeling of like, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to start. I don't, I don't, I'm just lost. But as soon as you can identify, and that's pretty easy, top, middle, bottom, where's my issue? Then you can put all of your energy into that specific issue. And that's, you're going to see results as you're putting your mind and efforts into that. Yeah. It's like, you've got a hose that's kinked. And instead of looking for the kink, you just start touching the whole hose. And then you yeah. get frustrated when nothing seems to turn the water on more seems to work. Right. Yeah. Or you turn, that's a better, it's so much better, Jared. Yeah. You, more water, more water. Uh-huh. It's like, well, that's not going to be it. So, okay. Let's, I feel like we've been um, going a little while and we're kind of covering a lot. So 
I'll give kind of my thoughts on the non-marketing piece of data versus drama. Anything to tie a bow on anything we've said so far from your side perspective or your perspective, Jared? No, no. Yeah, I think I, that's for me, like personally, how I feel is like identify where your issue is by breaking it into three sections, top, middle, bottom. We call it, I call it and with what we do with Mike, top of funnel, middle funnel, bottom of funnel. And we make adjustments and changes there. And when we can put our energy there, that makes all the difference. And that's truly listening to data instead of the story. The story is my funnel's not working. When truthfully it is, I'm not getting enough eyeballs. Oh, well, that's something we can change. We can fix that, right? Or, oh my gosh, my no one's, I, I can't close anyone. Great, let's focus on that. Let's fix that. That's great data, but I can't, I'm not getting any sales. Doesn't work. We can't fix right. that. Or my funnel doesn't work or Facebook doesn't work or whatever. Mm -hmm. And by the way, top of funnel, strangers turning into people that know, like, and trust you. Middle of the funnel is people that know, like, and trust you, raising your hand for some sort of interaction. Uh, bottom of the funnel, turning people that raise their hand into, uh, into clients. All right. So that was really good on marketing. I didn't mean to go that deep on that, but it was good. Let's just, let me just wrap up with what that looks like, not in the marketing piece of your business. p is a perfect one, right? We get a lot of people that don't want to look at their P&L because they don't want to know what it says, right? Like a, basic okay. questions. I get up, I'm like, what was your cost for rags two months ago? And you go, I don't know. Fine. Mm -hmm. That's an insane question. Um, yep. What was your revenue last month? I don't know. My account handles that. Terrifying. And I would say of the people I ask, half that. If I go, how many leads did you get last month? Less than 5% give me a number. Well, everyone's like uh, 20, 30. Like, again, you know, obviously people can guess, but like, let me look that up. The actual data is this. Um, what was your cost of goods sold? Nobody knows that. What was your profit? Actual profit. And, you know, here's the thing. A lot of people will go to the bottom of their QuickBooks and go $16,400. Great. How much money did you take out of the, the your, your business? $3,000. Okay. So you have $13,000 sitting in the bank that you didn't have before? No, I don't. Okay. So we have bad data, right? They don't, they don't do simple. And they get, none of this is like, hold on, Mike, well, hold on. Like carry the one, let me get my abacus. This is all like just we're sitting here with no napkin or calculator. You can go, wait a sec. That's not it. So almost always the time that we tell the most story and go with the most drama is the time we most desperately need data. And it's kind of one of those things where I'm really tired and I, feel not great. And I don't, it doesn't feel right, but I don't want to go to the doctor because he may not tell me something I don't want to know. And I'll tell myself a story. Oh, Western medical medicine is full of crap. And maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. Oh, he, they don't know anything. Maybe that's true. I don't know. We can tell ourselves a lot of story, but the data is, you know, I got a CAT scan and there's a tumor and whatever that case may be. And we don't want to look at it. Right. And I think we sometimes we're afraid to look at our PL because a, it's bad, even worse, you know, like, Oh, I don't, when I get bigger, then I'll track. Like, that's a great way to never get better, right? Or never get bigger. When I get bigger, I'll track my leads, my sales, my revenue, my profit, all that stuff. So all that to say, guys, gals, the beautiful thing is, if I had to sum this whole podcast up in one, one sentence, it would be spend more time getting clear on the question than on the answer. When I do calls with people that aren't clients, I'm just trying to help them. We spent a good 20 minutes. If I got a 40 minute, you know, like Abe Lincoln said, you know, if I had to cut down the tree and I had eight hours, I'd spend seven hours sharp for my saw. If I got an hour to help you, I'm going to spend 30 minutes getting clear on the problem. 
And you guys immediately go, well, I got it. And you start telling all sorts of stories, all sorts of, well, let me explain. And my mother-in-law, we're going to do this. And I know I had an ad and it's just constantly move on because you don't want to talk about the problem. And I know it's not fun to talk about the problem. It's, it's again, Jared's like, how many, how much money did you spend on Facebook? Well, I did Facebook and my friend told me and I got a credit. Now I went to this thing. It's like, great. So $0, like the answer is going to start with a number and it's going to end with a number. So what's the number? So spend all the time getting clear on the question before you even start. And the beautiful thing is coaches, 80% of the time when I get people clear on the question, they know the answer. They just need someone to help them get clear on the question. Sure. The way to get clear on the question is to use data, not drama, and be thoughtful about your data. So guys, gals, if that was helpful, go to uh, growmycleaningcompany.com. Tons and tons and tons of free stuff. Not a thing for sale. Uh, I would start with the free on-demand training. Uh, you can also follow us on Instagram, nothing for sale there. We've got a Facebook group of about 15,000 people. Nothing for sale there, just a lot of stuff to help you grow. Check it all out, growmycleaningcompany.com. See you soon. Well, here we are, the end of the podcast, and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing. Share with a friend. Share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me in the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now, 602-932-6431. Give me a text, say hey, can't wait to meet you.